Have you subscribed to the OTB Football Podcast? For the here and now, I, I want to start selling out Salah Stadium before we, we kind of jump ship off the Aviva. Subscribe now to the OTB Football Podcast stream wherever you get your podcasts and download the OTB Sports app. And it's time for the first, I think, of our Championship Quick Picks. Will and Ashling, good morning to you. Morning, lads. Good morning, How folks. are you? Uh, good. We'll go with Mayo is the first question we have to ask ourselves this morning. So let's see which way we've all gone on this one. It's Mayo across the board. Um, I mean, look at is there is there a case to be made on for Galway here? Yes, there definitely is, is a case it? to be made for Galway. The, well, the, the case is that they've played each other the last couple of years in Championship, and it's been very close. Obviously, they don't have home advantage this time, which is uh, something I suspect is going to be a significant part in all our picks at the moment, going with the home team. Um, but I, I think like they've got to a Division Two final. Yes, they were beaten, but by Ross Common. Like the, this is a team that has given Mayo trouble over the last while. To suggest that this is one-way traffic, even though we've all gone for Mayo, I think would be a little bit ridiculous. There are, there are massive questions about Mayo after the league final. I accept that not many of them are, will uh, prevail in championship, but Mayo have shown when there is a backdoor option in championship, they like to go yeah. the circuitous route. So I'm not confident. I'm not fully confident in this pick whatsoever, but I still do think that Mayo will edge it. Can I ask Ashley about that? The whole post the league final, the carry seeds of hope slash doubt, depending on your viewpoint. Uh, like it's one thing for a team looking at that the likes of Galway thinking well we can overrun their midfield like that and then an entirely different thing been able to do it yeah well this is it but even even Galway in their league final I don't know if they were fully showing their full hand like I've interviewed a few times out to Porrick Joyce after the games and he finds it hard to hold back his emotions of a loss or, and rightly so you know it's a tough thing to do but he wasn't too upset after that game and I feel like it was all to look to this game against Mayo he's in his third season he's never bet Mayo you know that must really hurt and he'd want to get one over them so I do agree with Owen that it's 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 definitely going to be seriously close it's always tough and close with them but I just think Mayo have that bit more we're not sure what way they're going to line out. You know, the, their injury concerns is probably a big one. Oshin Mullen, Paddy Jerk and Dermot O'Connor, you know, that's why they probably were overran in, in that middle third, I think, against Kerry because they didn't have those players really in there that you'd expect to, to probably change the game a little bit for Mayo. Now, they've had the likes of Killian O'Connor back, James Carr. He was a, a big positive as well. So I do think they're going to have too much, but it's definitely going to be very close. Like looking at Galway as well, the Paul Conroy in midfield, he was exceptional against Roscommon. I think he scored six points um, from play. And, you know, they're really exciting, Damian Comer. And then we've seen Shane Walsh coming back as well. So we haven't seen the best either team yet. I know we're only... Their, their first games of championship we, we'll start to know a little bit more but uh, I think the Mayo will edge it by about three or four Do you remember last year when I was running away with winning this thing no. and halfway through it we changed it <laughs> so we introduced the uh, scoring aspect which now has suddenly just disappeared off the radar entirely No we, did, we just did that because we, I think uh, we, we expected Dublin to go seven in a row or something and it was like but there's no point in predicting these games but actually the smarter thing to do would just be to pick a selection of games rather than all of them which is what we've done this year but uh, it took a bigger brand in mind to come up with that one um, I mean I was just getting at what, what we kind of feel the, the score I feel there will be a little bit of daylight between them Will are you, are you feeling it'll be tight in Mayo Galway yeah, yeah I, I think it will be tight like it's a weird one as well when we talk about home advantage because Mayo spent the spring playing away from Mikhail Park so you kind of wonder it's been a while since they've actually even played a game there and like there's been some weird results between Galway and Mayo remember last year when Galway were effectively in a riot position when they played against Mayo and then 
it got turned around when they met in championship and Mayo have generally kind of had just a little bit more than Galway when it comes to recent championship meetings but yes like both of them will just want to forget their trip to Crow Park for league final day for different reasons in that Galway were unable to finish the job against their neighbours Roscommon in the Division 2 final I wouldn't read too much into the game against the Rossies the week before where you know, Galway had already completed the job with their win against Derry and already been promoted so and then you look at Mayo who were you know quite comfortably beaten by Kerry in the league final but generally had a pretty decent league campaign out of that so it's actually quite hard to read form even though these league games were only a few weeks ago mm. but yeah I, I don't actually expect daylight here what kind of daylight are you talking about Adrian? Well like five or six points I think it'll be tighter than that Three or four And is that is, is, is it because you're confident in Mayo or is it because you've got no confidence in Galway? The former Okay well, you're, you're expecting them to, to race through this yeah, I, I, look, they're, they're, we, we often talk about when you take a step back and think about, like, Galway um, are, are they a coming team in terms of potential contenders with the All-Ireland? I'm not so sure about that, but they're certainly not in the conversation about it in the way that Mayo are. So, like, if they're serious about what they're about, I think that, like, I mentioned Ashling earlier on about, like, the seeds of doubt, maybe, that the league final cast into Mayo uh, minds. They probably, like, they're not... Whoa, hang the tank. All right, fan. Wow, no, not happy. Like no, no, <laughs> not having it. Um, I like that they'd brush those aside pretty quickly, and um, yeah, they, they are they are serious contenders for the All Ireland. So this can't be an issue for them. And if they're not beating the likes of Galway by five, by five or six points, which is no disrespect, I can tell oh, by the way you're looking at me, me. It's not a disrespect to Galway, but if you are, if you are expecting yourself to be in the conversation with the All Ireland, then that's what it's got to be. Poor choice. Just get that on an iPad and stick it up in the dressing room wall <laughs> on loop. Um, Will mentioned uh, home advantage earlier on Ashling, and so we moved to Donegal or and that certainly swung my uh, thought process around the outcome of this one let's see which way everybody was going Donegal or we've got Donegal across the board apart from Will O'Callaghan who is uh, who's pumping for Armagh here I, it, tight call I went with home advantage it was certainly muddied by the uh, suspensions getting cleared did that swing you the other way Will or were you always in an Armagh no, I wasn't. I was always in Norma. I think this is a game that could well have been won at the Central Appeals Committee during the week. Like four key players are now available for Norma. Donegal must be really ruining the decision not to just appeal because yeah. it seems in the GA the best thing to do is appeal, appeal, and appeal again. And eventually, if it goes to the DRA, you've got a chance that you might get off. Like it was intriguing how the way this melee has been treated, particularly how Reid O'Neill ended up being effectively cited as opposed to being in the referee's report and then all four of them get off in the end and that's a huge boost for Armagh going into this game. I appreciate it is very difficult to go to Bally Buffet and I was half thinking that some of you guys were going to go for Donegal. I didn't think it would be all Donegal. I thought we'd be split on this but I just think that's a massive boost for Armagh on Championship Week to have these players back. Armagh were very good for the best part during the league. Donegal were decent as well, don't get me wrong. We're talking about two Division 1 teams meeting in an Ulster Championship game here. There's definitely going to be no blowout where there's five or six points in this game, but I actually do fancy Kieran McGinney's side to go and get a result this weekend. You just can't trust Donegal, says Shane, on YouTube. We shall, we shall see. I, I don't know, though. Can, like, 
you can trust them in games against Armagh recently in the championship. Like, I mean, the record against them is good because Armagh's championship record has been so bad over the last little while. Last year was the first time that Armagh started to show signs of life in the Ulster Championship. And, like, I'd agree with Will, there was, like, some great glimpses in the league, but those glimpses were at the, the start of the league. I think their form is front-loaded here a little bit. You can't read too much into it, as we've established with Mayo Galway there, when it comes to form. But I still think, if you're looking at where the arcs are of both of these teams, Donegal, the return of Michael Murphy, or we're on the uptick at the end of the league, Armagh maybe on the downwards and that's what gives me confidence in, in, in picking Donegal this weekend as I say they met two years ago Donegal hammered them in the championship Armagh have come a long way since then but I, I just think that this sort of there's a bit more of a war horse about Donegal in championship yes they've underwhelmed when it's mattered most they haven't got back to that semi-final but I, I, I think they'll just about edge it Ashling. Yeah, oh, geez, I said Armagh up until late yesterday and I changed my mind and I'm still not 100% sure. I definitely think that Armagh could to go to Bally Buffet and put on a massive performance and get a win. And when we're talking about form, about Tony Gall, I just haven't seen their form. I haven't seen anything even this year in the league that would convince me, even though I picked them here, but I, I, nothing that would convince me that they're, you know, where they should be. Because as Owen said, they've constantly underwhelmed in these big games. Look, few things have gone against them. The likes of Michael Murphy last year was sent off. We had injuries. There's there's always something, to be honest. When we see Armagh and you look at their form, they're up and coming. They're exciting. The brand of football is brilliant to see. You know, the, the long diagonal balls they're playing inside. Their forwards are a joy when they get on the end of them. So I'm talking myself out of my own prediction <laughs> here. But uh, yeah, I just think Bally Buffet is a tough place to go. We've seen the, the mind games with the last game when they when they played and they went to O'Donnell Park, all those things. I think Armagh will be raring to go. Kieran McGinney will want to get this win more than anything after everything that's happened. But yeah, I just think that I think that Donegal, this might be the big win for Donegal to, to kick them off this year. As you said, with, with Michael Murphy back in as well. So um, yeah, I, I went with them, but just about. I wouldn't be surprised if it was a draw or Armagh do it. But yeah, I did go with Donegal. Okay, let's move to the hurling. Wexford Dublin first up. We'll just take our predictions here and we'll move on to the next one after that. It's Wexford across the board. Uh, Limerick Waterford. It's going to be Limerick across the board, and of course it is. It's like I certainly feel it's, and I see obviously the reports coming through last night that Kyle, Kyle Hayes is out, uh, Will, but like it's impossible to back against Limerick even with that team news. Yeah, I mean, this is the first time Kyle Hayes is going to miss a championship game under John Kiley. It goes back across 27 matches now that he hasn't missed. And when he went off feeling his hamstring against Cork last week, you were wondering how serious it was. It's being reported as a strain. So he'll probably be back for the end of the Munster Championship campaign with Limerick. There was no way they were going to risk him, uh, given that they still have a couple of games to play after this game against Waterford. But this one's intriguing because... Potentially, as Derek McGrath has written in the Irish Examiner this morning, this could be the first of three meetings. We spoke about, you know, Kerry and Mayo could meet three times this year after they met in the league final. This could well be big game in the round robin, a Munster Championship final and the All-Ireland final, depending on whether the teams can sweep up the rest of their results in Munster. It's a pity that last weekend one of these two teams didn't suffer a defeat because if they had, it would have added that extra bit of spice and importance to the fixture. I think the loser of this game will still qualify. Like Waterford, we have seen the goal touch that they've been going for. They will need to score goals at the Gaelic grounds if they're going to overturn Limerick. I actually think psychologically it would be really important for Waterford to try and do so because this Limerick team have had their number and particularly have had their number in big games. When we look at the All-Ireland semi-final from last year and the 
All-Ireland final from the year before. Uh, they won by 11 points on both occasions. So I think there's more importance going into this for Waterford. But I expect Limerick, given the way that they performed against Cork away from home at Porky Cueve, where they look so comfortable and look like the Limerick of old, I think Limerick still beat Waterford tomorrow night at the Gaelic grounds. But for me, across both codes, this is game of the weekend. The loser of Tip Clare probably uh, may not have the same luxury, uh, Will, but uh, Tipperary for Owen, Will and Adrian and Ashling, You've booked the trend here. Um, go on. Yeah, I I just seen Clare just in the league. I was at a few of their games and I was just excited about what I've seen. We haven't seen them yet in championships, so it, it's the unknown. But I, I think what I've seen, like they, they, they're they a great side. They're maybe the underdogs going in here, which will be a great thing for them. Um, we've seen the likes of Tip last week. Like, no, they were impressive, but they'll benefit, I suppose, of having that game as well. But uh, for Clare, I just think they've had that extra break. They're probably watching the game last week. Tony Kelly back to his best. Um, yeah, I just think that uh, they could throw up a bit of an upset here. Um, but it, it's a tough one to call as well. And I don't know, Shane O'Donnell, if he's... If he's the, we're going to return. I don't know if Will knows more than me on that one. He's been on the sideline the past 12 months. There's talk of him being back as well. So, um, yeah, I just think they didn't lie down against Limerick in the lead. The physicality they showed. So, yeah, I just I just went for them. But, uh, yeah, it would be a big upset, obviously, to, to beat them in their home ground. Back and bulkier than ever, apparently. Shane O'Donnell has been uh, working on the frame. He's, uh, he's beefed up during his uh, time on the sidelines, apparently. So, expect that at the weekend. Peter Duggan playing a championship match for the first time in a while. For Clare, like I say, it's interesting. Like I mean, the the league form um, was mixed to say the least. They only beat Offaly, didn't they? When it, when you look at their win count in, in the league, and it does feel that like Clare, if they wanted, they can create this unbelievable siege mentality because it feels that you know uh, Limerick are obviously better than them. Are Cork and Tip also better than them? Probably. Clare also have like this factor of James Owens refereeing it after that decision over by the sideline in the Gaelic. Will we see another year. James Owens meme? On that's uh, the big question that we get. I'd like to think we will, uh, but at the same time, they have arguably the best hurler in the country if not one of the best hurlers in the country and it feels that there's been a massive level of under not a massive level a degree of underachievement from them over the last couple of seasons and I just think that if they want to create some sort of as I say siege mentality and and try and achieve something beyond their capabilities over the next couple of weeks I think it's within their their, their grasp the problem is if they lose this weekend they've got Limerick uh, this is the bigger this is the, the high stakes game of the weekend though like as Will said Waterford Limerick while it is the game of the weekend it's not the highest stakes there's a lot on the line in Tip Clare yeah, I, I think I'd agree with you on that one lads I mean Duggan and O'Donnell are obviously back in training I'm not sure if they're going to be able to play this weekend but it's almost a perfect scenario for Clare in a way in that no one's really been talking about Clare because they didn't play in weekend one and they were the outsiders to qualify from Munster anyway so they've been talked down quite a bit coming into championship they will take a bit from the fact that once Tony Kelly came back in they won their game against Offaly which assured them that they were going to be in division one for next year probably should have beaten Limerick at home in the league then they had a little break to just work on everything and they were a team who needed their injured players to be coming back in so it was probably ideal for Brian Owen and the rest of the management team to be able to work with them over the last four or five weeks to target this Tipperary game they don't have a good record at Temple Stadium that definitely goes against them and the reason I've picked Tipperary was because how well Tipperary hurled, particularly for the first 30 minutes away from home against Waterford at Welsh Park last weekend. I really feared for them with the changes that Tipperary have had to make. And some of their players really stepped up, the young players that came in to start, that we've been wondering why Liam Sheedy didn't use them for the last couple of seasons. And then you saw the really good performance up front by Mark Keogh. He'll be there to try and cause plenty of problems for Clare on the weekend. I think Tipperary will come out on top. 
and that will give Tipperary a chance to potentially overturn Cork, especially given that Cork have had to give away home advantage for their game against Clare, which would have been at Porky Cueve when it comes to later in the Munster Championship. And maybe Tip will feel that they can get in just ahead of Cork in third place. I still think Limerick and Waterford qualify, but after watching Cork's performance last weekend and the defensive issues they have, both Clare and Tipperary will fancy an outside chance of qualifying now. See you back here next Friday. See you, lads. Good luck. See you then. I absolutely adore them lads. I have unbelievable time for them, but they're, they're a great bunch, but it's not acceptable. And that is quick picks for this week. Donegal are a better team than Armagh, and they'll show it on Sunday, says Road Warrior. Um, uh, Barbaladza has been in touch from Cape Town. Good morning uh, to you, Barbaladza. And Pwell on... Um, YouTube says Limerick Waterford two best teams in hurling playing in front of 35,000 and very little about it no more about it uh, come on lads uh, they say the Munster Championship matches are bringing the best crowd in Irish sport and Shane's been in touch yeah oh, he's not happy on he's uh, OTB bias again no mention of Cavan do you know what it's actually the opposite of OTB bias we are so confident in Cavan winning this weekend that there is absolutely no mention of it whatsoever because there's no need to preview a team that are going all the way for Sam this year. The the great minds, Shane, is what happens are the great minds of OTBAM gather during the weekday, go into um, a conflab in a secret location and they spend several hours in there debating and deciding as to which fixture should be um, go before the rigours of quick pick of a Friday morning. And that's what happens and that's what they've done. You needn't be looking at myself or own. We're not the great brains around here. I mean, we are, but you are. But, you know, there are other people that are on his show and they decide what's going on and that's what's happened. And they decided Cavan aren't uh, worthy of discussion. Have you subscribed to the OTB Football Podcast? For the here and now, I, I want to start selling out Hollis Stadium before we, we kind of jump ship over to the Aviva. Subscribe now to the OTB Football Podcast stream wherever you get your podcasts and download the OTB Sports app.